Mike, speaking Great. of Crossfire, now we welcome in our guest for this week, the littlest of homies, one of our dearest friends, little homie. Hey, welcome, homie. Good to see you, boys. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> it's been How a long-running dream of mine. I'm well. I'm well. It's been, as uh, our as our one the good time. This is great. Yeah, I have I have listened to I think every second of every show you've done. So shout out to Caitlin's parents. All right. <laughs> I know I know I know they're out there also maybe. I think they dropped off after Mac talked about his parents building a BDSM dungeon in his uh childhood room. I think that's where they They can look past they can look past it though cuz you did qualify with saying like is this okay and then leaned into it. So <laughs> they should they should come back on. Yeah, I think they said that they didn't like that, but like they like that. You know, like they they got some ideas from that, I feel like. I am I am genuinely interested in like who is listening because like I haven't talked to Kapler on the phone in a little bit because I called him like a couple hours after the kid was born and I've kind of left him alone since then, but so you guys got to yeah. talk to him and it kind of got me up to speed with like what's going on and how things are and so like i i do feel more connected and when so i listened to episode two first and then i went back and i think amos asked you like what the premise is for the whole show yeah. and it did for me like i haven't talked to amos in a while um but it brought back a lot of like oh like good to hear from like different people and like i feel like it's it is achieving what you set out to do because i i didn't yeah. know what you wanted out of it but now that I kind of had like heard you explain it, it's like yeah, it's pretty cool, and like I do feel more connected to the people that are that have been on. Um, I saw you and Caitlin not that long ago, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but I haven't talked to John, and aside from that day, I probably haven't talked to him on the phone in a couple months, maybe that's, two months, three months, something like that. Huh, that's surprising. So, to me. I feel like you guys are always close. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, but it's also been a really transitory time for me life for him as yeah. well in very in very different ways so um yeah, i feel like there's it's, this, it's kind of cool i feel like you hit this stride uh once people start and i think it happens later for our group of friends than it did for like caitlin's group of friends but like once the weddings and the kids start your like travel window is just like just cut so short it's like you take one or two trips a year if you're married, you know what I mean? Cause like the year you get married, you have the wedding, you're not going anywhere besides the wedding and then probably a honeymoon. And then once you have kids, it's a whole nother shit show. So I feel like there, there's just like this stretch of time outside of the whole like COVID thing where you just become an adult and you don't travel and see people. And it's like kind of shitty. Cause then you fall out of touch. Um, you don't, I, I do. So the, the flip side of that is <laughs> if you live in Hawaii, you, I've been to, see, I've been to Dallas, Denver, Chicago. I moved to Florida, uh, and I will more than likely be in Philly at some point in the relatively near future. Yeah. And so I'll probably uh, kind of touch them all as as the time goes on. But yeah, being out on a literal island makes it very difficult. So like, I made it out for your wedding. Yeah. I made it to the mainland for Christmas once, maybe twice. No, I didn't make it to Christmas at all. But like in December, kind of in and around the Christmas time, and then uh, we saw a fair amount of people in this past December for like a meet everyone who's relevant and I do it all that, at yeah. once. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, and it was, yeah, and that was back to back with. How did your How did your wife handle that trip? The meet everyone at one time and. Oh well, it's tough. I mean, my mom's one of eight, and my dad's one of three, and then my parents they were they didn't sell their house because I got engaged. And so my mom wanted to have the party with everybody that she knew. And she literally invited oh every single person in the family <laughs> and and every relevant, like, family friend of ours and, like, people that were, like, in, like, in town. In my, like, I grew up in a really small town. Um, everyone that's relevant from then, like, everybody was invited to this thing. So she met at least 130 wow. people was in that night. And it was, like, at a wet, you know, at the wedding a lot of times, like some people do those lines where you stand up and you like go talk to the bride and the groom one by one. Was it just like a line of people to talk to you guys or was it more sort of? So it, it wasn't like, it was, I don't know. It was kind of structured. Like my mom had her family come first. And so like we, we were in DC the night before. So we, we took the red eye from Hawaii to DC, got out of off the plane, got to our hotel room out two or three, and we were at Whitlow's with a bunch of our friends by like 4.30 or 5. Yeah. Shout out Whitlow. Everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we, we rented the back room. Um, yeah, uh, and so she met all those people that night. And then we went back to the hotel, went to sleep, took the train to Philly. And before we were in there, not half my family, but at least like a dozen people were already at the house. And so it was just, you know, it was just nuts how, how fast it went. So my sister and her boyfriend kind of like helped Kendall out because I was also being dragged every direction because I hadn't seen a lot of my family in a couple of years. Uh, so it was tough because, you know, everybody wanted to meet her and everyone wanted to see me. And so they would kind of like ping pong between us type of thing or just and then my buddies from high school brought their kids over. So it's just, you know. 25 infants and then a zillion drunk Irish Catholics. So what are you going to do? I, I feel like um, high school buddies yeah. either have kids or are doing like meth at this point. Like there's are cops. Three, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. N none of my high school friends are in the meth category, which is nice. Maybe uh, not meth, but maybe like, they, you know. Uh, yeah, well, they just have, like, normal jobs and have kids now, so, for the most part. Uh, and most of them say one went to Montana, one's in New York, and the rest are within 25 minutes of where we grew up. That's it. Uh, so usually, I was, usually the I'm 25 like, minutes within you, within where you grew up is the meth category, or the kids category, for that matter. Yeah, well, some of them, like, their kids are, like, four or five or six, and they're going to go to, like, our same high school, and and do that whole thing um so i'm kind of the outlier where i moved away pretty early and then like that was normal for our friend group and then like i went way off the path and i've lived i think i've moved six times or seven times since i lived in arlington in the dojo so it's been a little different well that's what i was gonna say when you guys were talking earlier i mean we have to do stuff like this because it's a little untraditional you know like our our age group is we all scattered. We all went to a million different places. And so we don't have like that proximity to each other where we would hang out all the time. Um, but dude, Kendall for her, dude, like she met 
She had to come back, meet all of us, meet all of your family, meet all of the high school people. I mean, deal with your shit the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, well, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I was going to bring that up, but, like, the, the way she met all of us was in a, a particularly emotional state as well. I mean, I only got to meet her for three and a half minutes just because we didn't have time. Like, that, I mean, yeah. that's a lot, man. Yeah, well, that's the first half of it. And then we went to the West Coast. Yeah. And we had another engagement, a double engagement party because our younger sister just got married and that's why we're in Chicago. And then, so that was in Denver and then we went skiing and she tore her ACL the first day of skiing. And so that was neat <laughs> for the rest of the trip because then we had to go to uh, outside of San Francisco for her grandmom's 90th. The hilliest and place then, on earth. <laughs> yeah. And then Christmas. And then we had to fly back on the red eye to go to work. So it was a wild, wild Christmas. Uh, that was like in, I think it was five or six cities in 11 days. And then we had to fly back and go to work the, on that Friday. It was bananas. But, but we're done. We don't have to meet it. We know everybody. Everybody has been met. Yeah. So it's kind of nice. And you've done, have you done that and met, met her friends and family and all that kind of stuff? Or is that still coming up? Yeah, so I have not met her mother's, all of her mother's side, but, um, so there's one, one grandparent I haven't met, so her maternal grandfather, and there's like an uncle or two, but other than that, that her family is significantly smaller, so we've met, I've met everybody, um, that kind of like fit into that geographic, um, uh, kind of setup that we had, because it was mostly her dad's side that we met. But yeah, I've met um, all of her family, and like her sister lived with me for a while in Hawaii when she was um, when she was out there. Like Mike's dad, just like Mike's dad. Yeah, just like- w Mike <laughs> W Mike Palias. So yeah, you asked me earlier if I had any uh, anything that was grinding my gears. That is a really sore subject where none of you people visited me when I lived in Hawaii for three years, and I was single for a decent amount at that time. And nobody came out and took me up on it except for W. Mike Palios, who is the best. I was so excited and thrown off when he texted me because yeah, I was. I bet. I bet. Mike, <laughs> I like, do you even know that? Do you even know how that happened, Mike? Didn't you guys meet like at my wedding or something? Like I knew you guys yeah. had met before. So briefly. At, well, he, so before I moved to California, he he came out to the dojo one night. Were you there for that? He wrestled Skyler. Like, he was there for a few hours. Do you, were you there for that? Maybe not. <laughs> I don't remember that. I, it, it was probably on a week night because I was probably flying Who won? out. My dad crushed him. Of course really? he did. Are you kidding me? Well, my, first of all, my dad is like a six-foot, like, thick Greek guy who wrestled and did crew. He didn't play any act, like, actual ball shit. sports. Um, he's done he, some shit. Yeah, he's, he has like a weird, like old man strength to him that is just yeah. off the charts. He he arm wrestled this uh, Caitlin Genghis Khan. No, it was one of Caitlin's relatives who was like twenty years old and was like is like six five, three hundred pounds, and like throws javelins or were discus or whatever in his at his college. Um, and he beat him in arm wrestling, and everyone was just like, "What the fuck is this? Um, what happened to you?" I got my mom's like lankiness. <laughs> you're with you your Yeah, so he's yeah. like, I'm like my dad, but like stretched out. And everyone is always like, well, you have better leverage, but it's like, no, it's not the same. I don't have the like the thick 
muscle tightness that he has. Um, anyway, so did you guys talk at my, at the wedding? Is that where that? Yeah. So I was, so I, I, I don't remember when I first met him, if it, if it was a random dojo experience, but I really don't think it was. I think it was at the, at the, uh, like the rehearsal dinner. Okay. And I had just bought my place and I was on the red eye. I took the red eye out from Hawaii and I'm a little sauce at your, at your dinner. And I was just excited. Like I'd never yeah. bought a place before. I'm living in downtown Honolulu, like all the best things, you know, it's great. I was newly single too at that yeah. point. So a lot of, you know, a lot of things lining up where like, this is going to be a good time. Yeah. And your dad, I was like, I swear, like, you come out, I have a guest room, I have more space than I need, yeah. come spend the time, do whatever you want. <laughs> like, I really mean it. And no one believes me, but, like, I believe it. And, like, he was the one person outside of the military that was like, hey, I'm coming out. Oh, scratch that. <laughs> Jordy, Jordy came out, too. Oh, oh that's good. I didn't know that. She came out at the very end. Like, no kidding, we moved out. The, the movers came like two days after she came and I had based the movers around like her end date. So like she, she left on a Sunday. I had Monday and Tuesday to pack up. They were there on Wednesday. Yeah. She and her cousin came out. Uh, but if, if so I got had, her to do it. If we had a friend pool on who you were going to marry, Jory would have been my pick. No, I mean, not for you specifically, Brendan. I mean, Jordy is absolutely fantastic and total marriage material. Shout out, Jordy. I haven't been allowed to do that for like five yeah. years, but <laughs> but yeah, no, not Jordy and Brendan. Yeah, no, 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 no. There's 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 evidence. So the dance partner thing would have would have built that up because she and I took salsa lessons together. So yeah. that would be like uh, from the Vegas like, perspective. That I I remember like hearing tidbits and I was like, you and Jordy are a lot closer than I ever thought you and Jordy were. Yeah, that's, I would say that's not surprising. Um, Maybe I'm misremembering. That might be a little more accurate than I remember. You also weren't really like there, there where that, where you would see like, you'd have to like see it to believe it. I don't know. See the friends, I guess, because I would, we wouldn't like talk about it necessarily, but like, yeah. Um, yeah, like, we we just had, like, we found, like, common interests. Like, I don't even know how the salsa thing came up. I was like, I've always wanted to take lessons. She's like, me too. I was like, yeah. you know what, let's just do it. Like, let's just try it. And so there was, like, little random things like that. Um, that would be an interesting conversation, though, <laughs> of, like, who was our friend? Bostic was, Bostic was one that my parents were, um, Lauren Bostic was one of my parents, like, huh. thought was that was like who my mom's pick was of like the friend group if she if she had to like bet on like who she thought it would be she told me that at one point it was like because we had a similar dynamic with with jordy where it was like yeah we just have like similar interests yeah and hung out and it never became a thing because it just wasn't it wasn't that way yeah. but yeah jordy came out with her cousin and we, we like, gave her, like, the full itinerary. We sent them to Kauai and got them, like, set up, go to here, go here, go here. Um, and then they did a few Oahu things. And I did the, the tour guide thing for a couple of days when I could with them. And I don't, I don't remember if we sent them to Big Island or not. But 
I know he sent them to Kauai at least, um, and they had a really good time. So uh, Dan Strickland came out, but he didn't stay with me, but he and his wife came out, and I did, like, the tour for uh, he and his wife. No, because it was, like, a whole family reunion because uh, oh. his, his grandfather was a colonel. He's a Marine colonel, so he was coming out to, like, see the old stomping grounds. Huh. Um, but, yeah, Dan, Dan and Hene, uh hung out with us, went out to dinner. Um, but, yeah, W. Mike Peleos was the the one person that was like, I'm coming to stay with you. And, like, he just, like, hung out, walked to the beach, went to the coffee shop, and, like, simple guy. did his thing. Did I tried <laughs> to have him come out with us. There were, so one of the big things in Honolulu is go to the art museum on Fridays. The first Friday or the, the last Friday of every month is, like, the thing to do is to go to the art museum. It's, like, wine, beer, food, vendors, everything. And, like, I don't know where they come from, but the most gorgeous women in the state dress up to the nines. Hmm. And that's like the scene in Honolulu, like is the art museum on like the last Friday of every month. It is absolutely insane. Uh, and I lived a half a block away. It was right there. And so I'm like, it's fast. <laughs> come on, come on, man. Like come I'm live a little. He's like, and I had, I had a lot of people over, so because yeah. like we would like pregame or whatever back in those days, we pregame and, and go down. And so I think he was just like, let the kids have their have their day. And it was that's that's funny because that's like not he's like I he wouldn't. I feel like that was the one percent time where he he would say that. You know what I mean? Where he would say where he would say no. Yeah, like he he drank with yeah. and wrestled Skyler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like that like, would thing. Yeah. You want to go and drink wine, look at Monet's, and then be amongst like thousands of like people in Honolulu, like in an open air, like yeah. walk through museum. Oh, so cool! But yeah, he didn't. Uh, huh. he, he didn't want to play. Yeah, I guess that. Dude, we would have yeah. like. There's so many times that that we thought about coming out or like individually, collectively, yeah. girlfriends, whatever. And it's yeah. just that it's it's so far, and like we, you know, like didn't have the means or whatever. But we should. have. I mean, I regret it now. So I, I, I want to ask you this: like living in Hawaii for that long, did you get a certain affinity for it? Like you won't ever go back unless you have to. But is it like what was it like having that experience compared to coming back here? Like, are you going to miss it? Are you forever going to be longing for it? Oh yeah. So I loved it. I absolutely love my time there. And actually, like, it would not be crazy. And it actually is fairly likely. It's probably a one-third chance that I go back there the next set of orders. Huh. Um, because that's that's one of the, the places that uh, a lot of people get sent. Um, and with what I'm going to be doing, that, that's a very likely place. If I had it my way, take out all the life stuff, take out family, take out all that stuff. I would live in Hilo on big Island and be so happy that it wouldn't even matter. I love that place. Like I've lived in, uh, let's see. I lived in Texas, Florida, Virginia, Jersey, Nevada, San Diego, Hawaii. And I've been to just about every major city except for like kind of the upper like Minneapolis and stuff like that. That's it's definitely if you don't get to live on the mainland, like that's it's just an unbelievable place. Like I loved it. 
it took me like a day to love it whereas living in san diego took me like three months to like kind of get used to the the, people. the vibe out there and <laughs> yeah and just how, how different it is like growing up in philly in the suburbs like you're raised to really not like Californians or Californians. And they don't know that, that you're like the rest of the country that like, kind of hates them. But yeah. you, you drive around California, live there for a while. You're like, oh, because it's awesome here. Like, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and then you get to Hawaii. It's a whole, it's a different world. But if I had it my way, like I could pick a spot, I would probably live in Hilo. You can go, you can surf any day of the year. People are really nice. You know, you have pretty much everything you need, but it's for a lot of people, it's way too expensive and it's tough doing the 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 flight, like a guaranteed yeah. red eye flight and doing all that. But I loved it, and I have a a great affinity. First place I bought a house, it's where I met my wife, it's where I got married. You know, I I have some of the best memories of my entire life there. So, like, it will always draws back for yeah. sure like we don't need to go on vacation because vacationing there is not cool I, I don't think that that would be pleasant at all hmm. unless you have somebody like show you around and like kind of yeah. ease the cost a little bit but in terms of just really beautiful place amazing food really cool culture like it was nice and really different like i go to the gym in chinatown which is kind of really dead center honolulu and like it's interesting to be like a very distinct minority. Yeah. You know, like you don't, we don't often put ourselves in that situation or like, yeah. you don't, you don't, you don't, you're not in that environment typically, but uh, it definitely like kind of changes your perspective on things and um, is just different and kind of neat where you just, it's just different there and everything is different. And the, do you think it changed you like living there? Did you become more like, did you take on islandy attributes or was it still oh, military, yeah. military and no, you did? No, no. Like you, especially out there, like you get stationed out there and it's very much like, enjoy your time while you're here. Take your time, <laughs> go see stuff, go do things, get out of here. Like depending on who the boss is, um, that kind of can change, but it things run at a slower pace and like you you cannot be a hard charger at all times in Hawaii. Like the yeah. system will defeat you. Like <laughs> things aren't going to get done. Things will take longer. It'll be more expensive. And as long as you just like like look if you just like look at your commute and how beautiful it is, like it it'll that'll change um that'll change a lot for you. So yeah. um there is there is such a thing as island fever and like towards the end just just with how like tumultuous the covid thing made it like we were like we need to get out of here like, i love yeah. this place yeah, but yeah. i need to i need to leave like i was not homeless but i sold my home in february and i didn't leave until middle of july so mm. that was that was not fun but i had nothing to do with the island so um, yeah to answer your question yes i would love to go back <laughs> did you get the thing like because when I lived in California, it was like it never rained. And so when it did rain that one time, it was like everyone is just depressed and like, oh, what's going on here? Like your whole day is kind of shot. Did you get that kind of with the weather or is, there, or is the weather? Doesn't it rain every day? It rains like every day. <laughs> like, yeah, it'll, it'll come through and get you. Uh, 
and then from in the winter like like november or so you can it could rain like and be overcast for like a while oh, really? uh, okay. so yeah but did and it, nice it doesn't get terribly the beach, hot. like did it soften you up a bit I never want to be cold again. And so the other, the other, the other part of Matt's question is like, do you want to go back? You know, are you done with it? Whatever. But like, part of the deal that Kendall and I made is like, we're going to live in Colorado. That is, that's just how it's going to be. Like, her family is way younger than mine. Mm-hmm. Like her parents, her siblings. Uh, my sister doesn't want to have kids. Her sisters probably will have kids. So. there's a lot more pulling us out that way and like I enjoy skiing and outdoor stuff um, and all that so I can like the trade of like I don't get to live in (laughs) Hilo and like have this ridiculous like McConaughey idyllic life (laughs) like I trade I trade that for like yes I get to have my wife and my family and all that the wise John Kapler actually said this. He said, "Tradition usually you end up at the wife's parents' location. That's where you end up settling down." Because I'm always, I'd always be like, "You know, you should move out to Dallas. What's Richmond really doing for you?" And he's like, "Yeah, hey, we got to be close to his parents, but yeah, you know, more so Savannah's family." Um, yeah, and Denver's amazing. So there's yeah. like, I'm stoked for that. Like we climbed, we were out there um, to pick up the dog. And we climbed a 14,200 foot mountain, you know? So that's like a weekend there. It's like a, that's like a typical Saturday uh, for their family. And they have a, you know, just like so much stuff to do out there. So it's not a bad place to be. I'm really excited about it. Like mm-hmm. it's nice to be able to like, imagine like me in my forties or fifties, like I can see it. There's a vision, you know, like I can picture it in my head, like where I'll be, what we'll do. Yeah. That kind of stuff. And that's, that's a really, cool place to be in life where you know that's kind of what you're looking for in your early 20s mid 20s or wherever you're at where you're like what is it going to look like what's it going to feel like and like being married now and like seeing the places and like knowing the the people and stuff like okay this will be cool so yeah i'm really excited for it but that's dude that's it though and you know like kapler saying that and i think that's probably what inevitably happens but for all of us a little bit and homie for you especially like being able to check all those boxes of living in all those different places makes it a lot easier to go to somewhere like Denver and be like, look, I've experienced all these other things. Yeah. And I know you're not going to, you're not going to be there and be like, man, I wish I would live in Hawaii at some point. Or I wish I would, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, you, you know, like that's what, that's what New York is like. You know, I love yeah. New York in a lot of different ways and, and living in the city is cool. But like the thing I think is the most valuable thing is being like, I've experienced this, you know? And so mm-hmm. like you can go live somewhere else and not have that wanting or you know you know i don't know desire to live somewhere else and so you know and denver's fucking dope yeah yeah it'll be nice and it is a nice like i got a double because i got to live in hawaii and i lived in a big city because i was in honolulu so you kind of get the double with that it's not the same but yeah that is one one of the positive things about getting moved around a lot is like you're not going to have like the you don't have the question of like, oh, I wonder if I had taken that job wherever. Like, yeah, that is completely taken out of the equation. So it's just like, wherever you're at, make the most of it. And you only get a limited time. Top the clock is ticking. So you know, enjoy your time, or you're gonna be miserable anyway. So like living in South Texas, not ideal, I guess. But I wanted to go, <laughs> and I did it, and it was awesome, and I wouldn't yeah. trade it. 
but I will never go back. Yeah. <laughs> I will yeah, never yeah, go yeah. back there will, <laughs> willingly. Um, it was fun, though. Yeah. And living in Texas was cool. Shout out to Bucky's, one of the great <laughs> gas station chains there ever was. Number one is Wawa, of course, but Everybody no one else knows that. I know Wawa. Yeah. Yeah. But you guys like, I guess none of you have that now. Anyway. Um, <laughs> But yeah, Moveground's fun, man. So I've been um, so in some good spots. Speaking of that, do you feel like Florida is changing you? You've been there what? This is my third time here. Uh, <laughs> so I think the part of Florida that you're in, the the Alabama it's, part, it's barely Florida. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't know there was any part of Florida in me? the Central Time Zone. That blew my mind when you said yeah, that. Yeah, we we are. It it is under like the shelf of Alabama. Yeah. So Alabama is like 40 minutes North. It's also 40 minutes West. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're out there. Georgia is Northeast of us by probably an hour and a half. Uh, we're out there. Was Florida uh, just like, it, fuck you guys, we're going to take this beach and y'all can have the shitty mainland. Is that how that Florida shore, man. <laughs> I, I would have to look back in like the, French and Indian War, Spanish American <laughs> War, kind of yeah. figured out Louisiana Purchase is yeah, absolutely Louisiana, involved yeah. in this. Teddy Roosevelt, man. But but I I don't know I don't know the answer as to why because it's a straight line above us. There's no yeah. river. Um, we're on the on the west. There is a river, but uh, I don't know the answer to why Florida <laughs> goes so west. But I can assure you, it doesn't need to like. I could have chopped it off at Tallahassee and called yeah. it good. And like, yeah. this is just Alabama. Yeah. Um, but the weird is it part changing me? Is it changing me? No, I, I don't, I don't think my time here will, will change my views. So are you, uh, are you just, a... I just been here too long. Okay. Is it just a, this is a short term thing until your next assignment. Is that kind of the, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, this Did is, this house? place is just like, yeah, you're in my office right now. Oh, okay. So yeah, this is this is our first house together. My second, her first. Aww. So we got a nice uh, three bed, two and a half bath, shotgun style New Orleans house. So it's like two stories, but they're it's super narrow and long. It's underwater. Um, it's not underwater, and we we <laughs> had we had hurricane number one pass by today and we get our second one in a couple of days. I think she comes on Thursday. Um, but it's nice. It's like a nice little spot where it's a bunch of new builds in kind of like the bougie yuppie yeah. up and coming neighborhood. And like our neighbors are all of similar age. Everybody's got dogs. None of us have kids. And so it's kind of a nice little mix. Um, is, is there room people. for the dog to run out back? Yeah, and up and up front. Yeah. Did you have you ever like told like you have like your dogs? What? Like your dogs run around. Fucking dogs lay in the bed behind you yeah, all day. Now <laughs> like you're concerned with us about that. At night, but during the day, they're all over the place. They're keeping. The What's the story? Away. What's the story about the dog? About how your dog got his got her underbite. Oh my dog! Oh yes. so. Yeah. All right. So she's a beautiful golden retriever, and her real family dog. is from. See, Mike, that's a real dog. Okay. That's what a dog uh, is. Let's like... not just say offensive things just to say offensive things. All right. Yeah. So, so she's a golden retriever. She's a beautiful dog. Her parents, so, so Kendall's parents, 
uh, have uh, very fine taste in golden shears. They've had a bunch of them. This is they probably are on like their sixth uh, golden, and so they help kind of Kendall pick the one out. And out in the you know the plains of of Colorado, you have yeah. So the Coors family's from out there. You have tons of horses the plains. and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and they're the eastern part of Colorado is very flat. On the Rocky Mountain Plain. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, tons tons of horses out there. So the <laughs> her parents got the idea that they should enter Chesney. So that's Kendall's dog's name, uh, as that's as in dog. Kenny Chesney. Yeah, my dog. Um, Did you but, normally adopt? So, Sorry, I'm not gonna interrupt. <laughs> no, I'm on the paperwork for the okay. vet thing. So but anyway, so her parents like she's really cute too. She's like an like a puppy. You know, we should enter her into like commercials or show dogs or something like that. And so Kendall is like, yeah, okay, like on my way out, moving west, like we'll bring her through for a shoot. And so she does that, takes a dog to like a open car or whatever it is. And Chesney gets chosen because she's a gorgeous little puppy. And and if you recall the ads where the dog like kind of befriends the horses the the Clydesdales the Budweiser Clydesdales remember that ad yeah yeah yeah. so like the dog like grows up with the horses and he thinks he's a horse that that whole bit you remember that one that was your fucking dog well so this is so Chesney makes the casting call for this this ad because they also have to have they have to have like four dogs I think I think I know it's coming but yeah yeah so so there's there's they need four dogs and i think chesney gets chosen as like this so not the newborn but like the second puppy because she's pretty young uh she's five now so yeah that would have added up um so she's five now and she was out there she's probably like one i guess when that happened uh so she's at the at like one of the shoot days and i'm not i don't even exist at this point by the way like i don't i am she and i don't even know each other this is before she gets to hawaii but so the dog is at the like the shoot i don't know what it is like they're at the commercial thing at one of the ranches out in wherever in colorado and chesney is a very inquisitive dog and she sees these freaking clydesdales and she finds herself on the wrong end of a clydesdale hoof and gets absolutely socked in the face and now she looks like she got kicked in the face by a Budweiser Clydesdale horse. That's what happens. So she's not in the Super Bowl ad. And now she just has like this outrageous underbite. And you have to tell the story anytime somebody sees her and nobody believes you. Yeah. Great story. So Yeah, so they they so came she through. Did... <laughs> they came through and one of our dogs has an underbite just because she's a mutt. And like this thoroughbred, thoroughbred, uh, <laughs> beautiful golden retriever comes through, and it's just like this, this little underbite. I was like, "What happened? Did they pay you guys off? Or did they pay her off for that? Like that? Did they? Like the, I wasn't around. I assume they paid the vet bill, but man, yeah. So she's not in the uh, <laughs> casualty of Clyde Steel number four on the left. <laughs> what a what a tragic show business yeah. story. Like her Truly. big break, yeah. and now like yeah. she's just ruined, you know. I bet on I bet yeah. on that commercial they don't have that. Like no animals were harmed during the filming. Of this 
No animals were harmed by one. humans would be a totally, <laughs> yeah. be a totally fair lawyer speak for that. Yeah. Yeah. That is a great it's, story. It, it's a tragic thing, but what are you going to do? You know, so we still love her and she is, uh, you know, she's trucking along. She's fine. What a, what a fighter though, by the way, you know, that's like the, the Tyson, it gets a shot at your jaw and like you get, you like continue to live like good on you. That's like that episode of the Simpsons where Homer just uh, stands <laughs> yeah. there and gets pummeled in the face until the other guy just tires himself. Out. Yeah. <laughs> Can you still reference the Simpsons, by the way? Does anyone get that? I don't. Yeah, probably, probably not. I don't know. I remember. I mean, I remember that episode, but that's a that's at least a twenty year old episode. I mean, you're our viewer, so if you get it, I, it's that a is pri- true. It's a prime reference. So. <laughs> I I have rated and given a five a five star. I did not give it a comment though, but I did five star on uh, Apple Podcasts. So we need those comments for the for the uh, the stats, you know. I know. Do we? I know. I don't know. Yes, that <laughs> drives up your visibility. Yeah. It's all about click through and impressions. You should know this, Matt. You're in the industry. Yeah, it's capital E engagement. Mike still hasn't decided whether or not he wants people to actually watch this podcast or not. No, we. It was stated from the beginning. I did not want anyone to watch the podcast. It was. This was purely for okay. us. And but every once in a while, you're like, well, what would we do if we wanted people to watch no, it? No, like, no, 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 no. Um, that's not because I want to do yeah. it. I'm just interested in, because you work in the entertainment industry, if yeah. you, if we actually wanted to do a podcast that people were going to listen to, other than the people who were on the podcast and the people that were coming up to be, be on the podcast, what would we do? Obviously, everything would be different, but like, yeah. what would we do to actually make it successful? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's a, a much different conversation and it would be yeah. less fun because we couldn't do yeah, what be... Brendan talked about when he came on, where it's the fact that we get to have an excuse to talk to our friends for a half hour when usually yeah. we would, which I think is more admirable and a lot more enjoyable than trying to like figure out exactly how to mine this thing every week so that people, cause that's, that's not. Yeah. Fun. yeah, exactly. And then we'd have to hire an editor and do daily uploads and it wouldn't be fun. Yeah. It's not fun. Yeah. There's a lot of unbearable parts to like listening to podcasts or like really trying to hit it and Portlandia just tears it apart. If you've ever seen like yeah. them yeah. making spoofing like the true crime uh, talking or the, the true crime podcast where the police chief's like, well, they told us we could either get body cams or let podcasters walk around with us for a month. <laughs> so, so, we chose, so we chose the podcasters and they have like a violinist and accordion guy like walking around like doing yeah. doing live sound effects and stuff. That's funny. I was actually yeah. going to ask you yeah. about that. So, what podcasts uh, do you watch, homie? Besides ours, do you actually watch any other podcasts? Like, what are your go? I I don't watch any podcasts. I listen to podcasts okay, like a human. Yeah, Mike, you have yeah, to. There's yeah. this like great yeah. divide like, how me and you consume media yeah i there's no if there's a point in my day where i can just like listen to something and not be in front of a screen like i'm not that's not good time for me you know what i mean like if i'm wait so you don't want to be in front of a screen that's what you're saying no no, you're doing when i consume media i'm in front of a screen or i'm not doing something else in the real world like i don't have a long commute i don't have like there's nothing yeah uh, so I've been listening to podcasts since 2006, probably. 
so because when I moved away to college, I listened, I downloaded like my hometown 93.3 WMMR, uh, everything that rocks in Philadelphia. I the President Steve show. That would I would download their show every day, and I would like listen to them on my way to class and stuff in college. And then, wait, what was that sticker you had on your laptop? Probably 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. But it was or some... Preston Steve rocks or Gadzooks. Gadzooks, like that's what it was. It was yeah. Gadzooks. Yeah, it was the Gadzooks, yeah. I yeah. don't know what that so... I, I tried really hard to remember that and find – I couldn't remember what it was, but I wanted to find an ad and play that during the ad before we let it ah. <laughs> But I couldn't well, I, it. I, and I was like, if I text him about it, it's going to ruin it. Like, <laughs> I, just, I, like, I just gave you everything. Uh, I was like, I was like Garooks, like it was something with a G, and it was like silly sounding, and I was like googling around, I couldn't find it. Yeah, that was like it was like a throwaway line in a bit that they had on their morning radio show, and it like on that show at least when it was kind of a very like, cultish following, and the callers would call in and like they would give them like not like hey Mike how you doing, it would be like hey Gadzooks guys, or like they would give you lines. So the callers would give you lines from previous bits. That was how, like, they would, like, say hi to the show to, okay. like, okay. indicate that, like, they're longtime listeners. Yeah. So um, I don't know, like, in a, you guys don't have, like, a catchphrase or whatever like that. But, like, if if there was a bit, that. That, yeah, <laughs> if there was a bit that you guys did that was, like, that, like, really took off and someone, like, would quote it back to you in episode yeah. 50, let's say. Okay. That's kind of what Dad Zooks was. Anyway. So I listened to that show every day for years. Um, and so then once like, is that even like a podcast or is that just like a morning? It's just, it's just a recording of the radio show. Is there any difference between no. a podcast and a morning radio show? Well, it's not no, live. Except for, recorded, you it, yeah, but I mean like. Yeah. No, but so those guys put out three and a half hours of content five days a week. Every day. Mm-hmm. or every week for years so they have i've and it's weird but i was telling ken about this a while ago i've heard those guys speak more than probably anyone on earth because i listened yeah. to them for like let's say huh. eight years eight years three and a half hours a day so do the math so on that and i've listened to them is your is your personality do you find parts of your personality like coming from them like opinions you have or thoughts or ways of thinking? Maybe not opinions, but like I like to think I have like decent comedic timing and like know how to shut up when people are talking. Okay. And I think that that's part of yeah. listening to a show yeah. when you know that people talking over, people talking over each other is infuriating. Um, so that, that could be part of it. But so I listened to that show for a long time. I listened to Freakonomics. I have a, uh, History Extra podcast from uh, the BBC. Uh, I listen to the Bible for Normal People. Uh, I have a couple of murder podcasts that Kendall and I listen to on the way, on like the drive. So, um, sorry, I'll let you finish. Yeah, so, and then uh, what else is out there? Um, and maybe some, oh, it's like news in uh, Spanish or French or whatever language I'm trying to like kind of up my game on something like that um and then recently i've listened to like i said you guys your guys show um so that's more content than i possibly ever yeah, I was really listen to but. i was gonna say do you listen to anything every single week or is it all just like i've got some time and i'm gonna grab the most recent episode of this or so i'll only keep what i think is interesting 
So, okay. for example, like the BBC will do like a, a something about like everything you want to know about the tutors. Well, hand up. I don't want to know anything about the tutors, but <laughs> I, I, I do want to listen to episodes one and two about like history of the Roman Empire or uh, Alexander the Great or whoever like that. Like that's interesting to me. So I'll keep that. So then in my car, when I put something on, I know it's already pre-screened as like content that I would want if I'm not like looking down at the screen or like really pick something. So I only carry around stuff that like I genuinely want to want to hear. And you can't, so I think this is one of the big differences. I'm going to assume this, but you can't listen to anything or consume content at work or while you're working, right? No, I, I can now. I could. Now you can. I don't. Okay. Uh, I could, but if you're dealing... But you don't, yeah. There are certain, yeah, there are certain places you can't go and bring anything electronic, um, and so that would obviously be some of that. But it's also not... We don't work in like a cubicle farm environment. Like yeah. you work, yeah. if you're working, you're either doing stuff or you're at your desk doing paperwork or whatever. But you're like right now is unique because I'm like in an office by myself, um, so I easily could, but I just don't uh, because it's not really part of the culture where I work. And I think all. that's a good. So, I think that's a good thing. Like every you know, we've talked for you know the last however many years since we've been in college a thousand. Um, and I'm always interested that you're not in the same rhythms that we are, where I think a lot of people listen to content passively, right? Like, Mike, you're going to be listening to podcasts or watching stuff while you're working. Yeah. And, like, that's great. But I, but it also, I think, is desensitizing in a lot of ways, you know? And so, like, when you get to listen to podcasts and stuff, Brandon, you're not, you know, like, layering it over work you're doing or another, like, layer of attention that you have. So I always am jealous of you that you're experiencing all this content in a way that I think we can't experience it anymore. You know, like we're doing a lot of to screen, to to listen, to voice. Like Mike, you're talking about you're probably watching stuff while you're working. Yeah. Like it's a very different type of consumption. Yeah, the there is no there's not really a second screen, let alone a third screen. But yeah. yeah, it's just. Yeah. It's very uncommon for someone to, like, have headphones plugged in. Like, some people yeah. do, um, but they're definitely not, like, you can't even, like, watch videos and stuff. It's not like you can, like, click around and watch the Masters. Like, I used to, in my old job, when I was at the bank, like, you know, and even the Masters has that nice little button. It's, like, boss mode, and, like, Excel comes up or whatever. Like, fake <laughs> Excel comes up. So, you don't, you don't get yelled at as you're listening to Rory, like, drain a putt from 25 feet or whatever um so that's just not that's not part of it like if you're working you're working and if you're not like you yeah. have like the masters on the big screen or whatever if you have one um so for me it's only been for years like on the commute um and i i consume and like retain everything i hear like big time i could tell you that i've probably learned more listening to stuff and I had reading and I read I, I by choice or by fun I read all the time but I retain so much more if I hear it um and I can even remember a lot of times like where I was when I was like driving and I heard whatever discussion about any given topic um, and it can go back years so like I just I'm an auditory learner and so podcasts for me are more 
fact stuff or things that are like interesting rather than like uh, kind of like comedy driven or like kind of like with like bits and stuff. It's not really it's not my thing. It's more like the you're active um, listening. That's dude. That's that's valuable as fuck for sure. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's it's weird to to realize that where like Kendall is not that way. She's a passive listener. And, like she'll she'll just like consume stuff and like take it or leave it. And kind of Mike, you were talking about a while ago about like uh, Caitlin like scrolling through her phone when you're watching a movie yeah. or whatever like that. Like if Kendall leaves a room, like I'll pause whatever like a podcast or a show that we're watching. Like she doesn't care. But for me, I'm like if I left the room, like you better pause it because I want to. I'm going to rewind it anyway if I don't like know yeah. what happened. Yeah. You know. So I feel like for me, the media falls into like either of those categories. Like there's some things where I'm like, yeah, I can passively listen to this and it can be on my second screen and I can glance over at it, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there's some stuff where I'm like, okay, no, this is going to get a hundred percent of my attention. You know what I mean? So I feel like I go back Wait. and forth. Hold on. I'm actually going to pull up what else I have. So there was a couple other ones. Oh, Seth with Emily. Uh, every now and again, I'll listen to that one. Um, and then part of my take. So those are two that I have. Oh, and then my buddy Jonathan has one dinner check, dinner, dinner guest rejects. He's a friend of mine and I just download it. I don't listen to it, but he's a friend of mine. So I download his podcast <laughs> and I give him five stars, <laughs> you know, gotta boost the numbers a little bit. Yeah, no, <laughs> but Hey, 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 success story. He and his buddy, they're on episode like 50 and yeah. it's, it's just about it's just about stuff um and like how they're doing in life and like you like i have so i have listened to a few episodes yeah uh, but like um so i'll do that um and i'll, I'll listen every now and again um he's he's one of the more like talented and funny people he's written two books he's our age hmm. um That's pretty and cool. like yeah he does he's like one of those guys that he grew up in his dad is a uh uh, dad was a pastor in Ocala, Florida, and he grew up in one of his books. He shows you his like issued schedule in like school growing up, and every single day he was in church in some capacity. Uh, and his first book is about like growing up in a Pentecostal church as like the preacher's son, and then like getting up to college and the real world and like trying to adjust his beliefs with like the outside world and like yeah. realizing that his upbringing is so vastly different than other people. So it's a really interesting uh, perspective on, and, cause he's a normal guy and he's a fun dude. And, How and like him? also yeah, uh, from church, from church. Uh, in when I lived in DC. Yeah. So he was okay. um, up there when I was uh, starting to go to church and then, um, and, and all that. So, um, yeah, and then his uh, just just a very different different background and really interesting stuff. But yeah, he and his buddy just started a podcast and started talking and and they're you know fifty yeah, some odd episodes in. So. I think that I've said this before, but it's like I feel like starting a and this isn't my mind, but starting a podcast is a new like let's start a band. Like it's just what <laughs> it's like what people do to like all right well we got nothing better to do and we need we got some time to fill here so we'll just pick this common thing and then we'll run with it for a little while yeah you never know where it goes yeah. like that's with anything though it's just a different form of really art it's just that format didn't exist in the 70s so people didn't do it but 
if it did, if that te- if this technology did exist back then, yeah, that, that somebody would have done it. Like Andy Kaufman would have had an awesome podcast, probably. <laughs> you know, yeah, probably would have been pretty cool. Um, but it just that wasn't a format, so they all had to do, you know, this this. Can you imagine like Eddie Murphy on a podcast in the eighties, like in his prime, like yeah, that would have been really funny. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I feel like there's a whole that whole even not even just podcasts, but like all the social media and everything. I, it gets said a lot, but like imagine if Michael Jordan had Twitter, like how his career would have gone. Like it would have been a lot different, right? Just cause it wouldn't have been great. Oh, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let, let, let's stop on Jordan. Let's stop on Jordan. Cause I was thinking about you guys. Cause I knew we were going to do this at some point. And yesterday we're doing the dishes and I don't know how it came up, but Jordan came up. Jeter. So trying to explain, okay, oh, I was explaining how Jordan was the first, like, athlete billionaire. Yeah. And Kendall was like, well, what about, like, Babe Ruth? Like, he was really good, right? And I was like, yes, he was. No, he, don't laugh. He, I was like, he was really good, but that was a very long time ago in a whole different sports uh, kind of environment. And so I was like, Trying to just explain who Jordan is, and I haven't seen The Last Dance, which I know is a huge thing a couple months ago. But like, I know enough about Jordan, and obviously grew up watching him just dominate in the '90s. And I had like the Jordan Twenty Three Bulls like pajamas when I was a kid, yeah. and like he was the man. And I was so pissed when we didn't. My dad, or it wasn't my dad's fault, but I didn't go see him when he came with the Wizards to play yeah. Sixers. Um, and then that wasn't the game where Iverson made him look like a fool because Iverson was like the new dude and became the dude in Philly. But anyway, I was so mad that I never got to see Jordan live, but explaining like, so she knows who Michael Jordan is. She knows who Babe Ruth is. But then I was like, so Jordan, I was like, so, you know, Derek Jeter. And she's like, what? And so explaining the fame of Derek Jeter to someone who doesn't know is pretty difficult. Um, when if Michael Jordan's like a stretch yeah, to get to Jeter, that, that's also difficult. But like, I was like, so what about Tom Brady? She's like, yeah, I know who he is. He, he plays football. Yes. Yes, he does. I was like, all right. So how are we going to, how are we going to connect these dots? I was like, <laughs> and so you guys can tell me if this is fair or not, but I said that, Leonardo DiCaprio is the fame equivalent and life equivalent of Jeter as an actor. Is that a fair statement? So, and that was also from the perspective of like, been with every famous person, every beautiful famous person there ever was. And then like, you didn't really hear about it, but knew about it. And this is just trying to explain, like, I'm trying to justify Derek Jeter's like, (laughs) prominence as a famous human yeah to someone who barely grasps like jordan and so how is, to, is how that you her thing that? like actors though was that the best uh it was the best i could come up with okay. uh it wasn't like I, I don't know what would be I, you're you're, like, stuff. you're reenacting this the the scene from road trip where uh, one of the guys is trying to describe some historical event, but he puts it all in terms of like WWE wrestlers. Yeah. You know <laughs> <talking about? laughs> 
I don't remember that scene, but I love that movie. Uh, um, he's like, yeah, and you know, the Undertaker is like Genghis Khan in that he came oh, in okay. in WrestleMania six, and he, you know. <laughs> okay. Well, like, um, so Jordan or Jeter would be like, or Brady. I, I so those are the three athletes. And I was like, okay, so you know Michael Jordan and Brady. Those like her, his two equivalents. She's like, what about, what about Peyton Manning? It's like he's very good, but like Tom Brady is way better than he is. And well, is the market, I feel like. What's that? It's the market that he was in, I think, more than anything. Well, would, you for for Brady, it's the championships, and it's not even close. But yes, if, yeah. If, I know if you're, you're talking about if you're talking about popularity for your wife now, or somebody that's not a sports fan, like Jeter and DiCaprio are good comp because. They were very successful at what they did, like sports and movies. And then they also were like a famous person outside of that in a similar way, right? They were like, you know, dating a lot of women and famous outside of their sport. DiCaprio was... Yeah, I think that's spot on. Yeah, like big time famous movies. You could say like Scorsese was the Yankees. The Jeter was on the best, most famous team. DiCaprio was in like the best, most famous movies of the most famous director. The thing with Jordan, that is like, like the notoriety of Jordan was also because of the shoes. So yeah. Jordan was like the Jordan was like, you know, a different level of famous athlete championships, whatever. But then you're going to add into that the fact that he was the first branded athlete to yeah. do shoes. And so, like, if she's aware of Jordan as a brand outside of basketball, I, I guess not outside of it, but like in in the clothing space then, I mean, that's a whole different fucking level. But if you're just talking sports-wise, Peyton crossed over in advertisements, but he never had, like, another complete, you know, section of, of commerce that, that Jordan had. Jordan was really kind of singular in that. No one really ever else had that. But I like your Jeter DiCaprio comp. The, and so, actually, I used the Jordan shoes thing as, because I was trying to explain... So once we got to Jeter, I was like, let's go back to Jordan. It's like, so Michael Jordan is so famous, so successful that and I, after like trying to establish how important Jordan or actually Jeter was to like baseball in the 90s and 2000s, I was like, Jeter was part of Jordan's brand, not the other way around. Yeah. So like yeah. he's as like, he's the dude. And she's like, is it because he came first? I was like, yes. And he came at the right time and he just like found the right company. Like I, I didn't see, like I said, I didn't see the documentary, but I know that like Jordan didn't want to even go with Nike, but like something happened where yeah. he took a meeting and the rest is history. And like that iconic, like photo, it just like the jump man, like became its own thing because her original question was like, what is Michael Jordan doing now? And I was like, I don't know. I know he owns podcasts. He owns a stake in an NBA team, a majority stake, I think. He's yeah. uh, now he is yeah, 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 he's one of the majority yeah. owners of the Hornets. Yeah. She's like she, actually she said, Does he have any kids? And I was like, I don't know. He does yeah. and I don't know who he's married to. Three kids, yeah. Two boys and a girl. Well, dude, he you like watching The Last Dance is a lot about his basketball life as well, but like people people forget. Uh, his dad was murdered. Yeah. Like, his family life is very, you know, he divorced from his wife. Also, like you say, if, if Jordan had Twitter, if Jordan had the media coverage that everybody has now, 
uh, his legacy probably would be a little bit more checkered than than we think it would have been as far as gambling and all this other kind of stuff. But yeah, he's got three kids. One of them played, I think, three sons. One of them played college ball, or two sons, and one two of them sons and a daughter. Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe it's that one of them got to you know D two or or small D one or I yeah. think college yeah. ball, but yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. You, I mean, you should watch Last Dance. Is is I mean, it's it's not the best documentary ever, <laughs> but it's it's nostalgia porn. I mean, it's yeah. just awesome, awesome shit for you know however many hours it was, ten hours or nine hours or whatever. And it, it does a pretty good job of showing that like they hit that intersection of like his dominance and then the like global marketing Mm -hmm. and like boom that hit like not just national, but like global, like, and then the dream team. And yeah, it just, it, it, it became so big. Um, There's a 30 for 30 before that um, about Sonny Vaccaro. I forget what it's called. mm -hmm. And that's about the, the transition from shoes being shoes to AAU basketball and, and shoes being um, tied to Jordan and specific players. And like the whole 30 for 30 is about that. That's, that's the one to watch if you want to figure out like how Jordan became this, this iconic brand and how he started like essentially how he started individual athlete brands. Um, Not him specifically, but he was kind of chosen to, and then he, you know, and he shepherded it, yeah. You know. he, be- he became the one. I would love to see, and I don't know if it's out yet, but, like, whenever they do, like, a, a multi-part series on Allen Iverson, because growing up, he was, like, my Jordan, at least. Like, he was the man, and he was unstoppable. Like, he and his background is so insane. Dude, they've and done the two. There's one, there's a 30 for 30, and then there's, I think Showtime did one. Wait, on isn't? Him. Isn't the Allen Iverson one the like part of the tipping point that made Michael Jordan want to do his? Did you hear that story? I feel like that sounds familiar he, in the he, sense. That so, one of the, yeah, Michael Jordan watched one, a documentary. Yeah. I think it was about Allen Iverson, yeah. and he was like, "Oh, it was kind of one of the tipping points to being like, okay, yeah, we can finally let's do this." So I have a spicy Allen Iverson take that I've had in my back pocket for years. Are you ready for it? <laughs> I think so. I, I can talk about I can talk about Iverson. I can talk about Iverson forever. Like he was so interesting as a kid. But now looking back, if Allen Iverson was born in Brazil, he would have been the greatest soccer player of all time, and it's not even close. <laughs> yeah, he could have been. Yeah, five eleven, quickest. He's built like Neymar. He really is built like Neymar. Yeah. But he's quicker. He can jump higher and he's way tougher. He like, he was 5'11", maybe probably 5'10". He would go to the foul line 14 times a night, every night for years. And he was a scoring champion. Like that, he put his body out there and could do things with less that no one else could for over a decade. Like if you put that on a soccer field at five ten, which is like a dominant height, yeah. But with the leaping ability that he had and like the toughness, like, and he was so fast. Like, look at his agility in football and in basketball, and like, he but, just would have been unbelievable. Well, let me ask you this though: I feel like in soccer, there's a level of conditioning that you have to get to that is only acquired through 
intense endurance training and practice? Does he practice that enough? comes later? Does it? Well, well, <laughs> well, it's no, like, that's such a setup. That's such a, <laughs> that's such a setup. And that's such nonsense. So the, the toughness thing is that's where you get that answer. Like he didn't have to run 5k because uh-huh. that wasn't part of his sport, but he worked out enough to have his body last. He played every game. There was no such thing as like the resting back then. Like he went out every single night and got, yeah, for games. He didn't get well, he, he didn't get rested, but he had to to yeah. keep himself up. But because he was going to the foul line twelve to fourteen times a night, every single night, weighing 160, 170 pounds, and that's when the dudes were huge. Yeah, you know, you're so, comparing like you're com- Mike. You're comparing like the end result of what the sports are, but. Brandon, you're, the comparison, honestly, is very apt because a lot of people will say, like, what if LeBron played soccer, right? They'll do this, like, American athlete yeah. peak of whatever. Maybe a goalie. And, well, yeah, that's not necessarily Maybe. true. Maybe. Like, we had he doesn't example. translate. Yeah, we had, an, well, we had an example of that in, like, Josie Altidore, right? Like, very big, athletic, oh, physical, God. fast, whatever, but he, his feet weren't there. However, the thing with soccer players, like Messi – and and Suarez and and old Ronaldo and all these guys like they came from a very poverty stricken the only way out was soccer playing futsal in like the the alleys and stuff and AI was one of the first kind of basketball players to come from like that inner city yeah. like no no like it wasn't like a prep school it wasn't whatever so in in that he is very similar to a soccer player in the way that he came to the NBA. So, like, I, I would usually say I don't agree with that sentiment, but for AI, I would say that's that's pretty that's that's pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Could, I could see that. I could see that. the body type, like, kind of a similar. He's actually smaller than Steve Nash, but Steve Nash was an, a phenomenal soccer player and kind of in that same zone where Steve Nash is incredible vision. I think was a professional soccer player. Yeah, so that's my that's my huge Allen Iverson take is that yeah, I'll he buy would that. be I'll buy that. unequivocally the best basketball player of all time. You heard it here <laughs> first, and and no one can no one can prove it wrong. That's the best part about hypothetical takes. Now you're like doing it. sports television. Now I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's what my my mom wanted me to be a, a freaking sports radio host because I would listen to sports radio growing up every night. And so, like, especially living in Philadelphia, like, it's a parody of itself. Oh, yeah. But, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. like, Chuck from South Philly getting into his thing about Donovan McNabb, like, I swear <laughs> God, Donovan drops another ball. Like, those are real people, and I would listen to them every day. And my mom would think I was, like, this wonder kid because I would, like, know what the response was just because I'd listen to, you know, sports talk radio for so long like oh it's gonna (laughs) if if the pitching holds up and the fells are gonna be fine yeah no kidding like every every (laughs) every baseball team ever but then they would say i was like you should be on the radio brendan i was like yeah well even then in 2000 what was that 2004 i was like i don't think that there's a, a a great future in sports uh radio mom i'm just gonna i'm gonna do banking instead like I, at the time, I didn't know like how media itself would morph, but that's not me at all. Anyway, like I, I couldn't be like a take artist. I would hate myself so bad. It'd be, it'd be tough. 
You but missed my mom. mom. You're too busy defending our miss, country, our freedom. I miss my I miss my calling. Oh my god! But you could have been a, a I, uh, much more contributing member of society. I, I do have my list of grievances, though. If you want to just like stick to the whole like disgruntled Philly thing for a second. Yeah, I think that I think that'd be good. All right. Unless you had anything else, Matt? No, that's it. You could end it with this. This will be good. Yes. All right. All right, so first on the list, and I'll just go right down the line. Mike, wheeled luggage as, like, the downfall of Western society. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. Okay. <laughs> and you retracted it. You retracted I retract it. That. I retract like, that. It popped into my head, and I – it was – yeah. No, you're right. Make your brain unthink that and go back <laughs> in time and unsay it because it's the most preposterous thing in transportation history of takes, I guess. Like, yeah. no, I don't I accept that at all. Do you, wait, uh, well, let me ask you this. Do you guys use wheeled luggage in the military? No. And it's frowned upon, too. But it's because you can't take it on a ship. There's a reason. Wheels can't go on ships? No, it like, they wouldn't roll. Space. And, and if they did roll, they would, like, when the ship rocks, it would, like, fly all over the place. It would be a disaster. Yeah. You got to think about, like, the bad ship days. And, like, and the and ship takes a roll... Everything that's not locked down yeah. is going to just go freaking flying. And you never know when it's going to happen. So, yeah, wheeled luggage it does not work okay. um, at all. So you just get those stupid green sea bags and, and uh, you deal with it. Um, but, yeah, so wheeled luggage. I'll chalk that one up. That's a W for me. <laughs> Subway. So Subway. I don't know how normal people willingly choose to eat subway there is a subway on every military installation in any country i've ever been ever they're all they're everywhere and i've only no they have they have some contract i don't know who who booked it but i the military subways subsidize the rest of them i swear because (laughs) that's it that's 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 how they're that's, that's that's the cash cow because there has been Precisely zero times I've consensually had Subway, but I've had Subway. Even, even like, like it's like a rape of a meal every time. Okay, but like when you were in high school, high school that's different. You're an idiot. Yeah, but like yeah. Well, they invented they, before Quiznos, at, at least where I was from, the toasted sub or whatever. Like to get that done, that was the only place you could get it done, and that was like. Wawa didn't do that. Oh, Any but... of the hoagie places didn't do it. So, like, we would bike to to Subway specifically to get the toasted sub, and it was awesome. But they they didn't but... toast it right. They just had that microwave thing that melted the cheese. Yes, and gave the nice little crispiness to the meat too, which is nice. Yes, but it was not a toasted experience. What is the difference between a Quiznos toaster and a Subway toaster? The br- uh, the bread, the bread hardens at Quiznos, well, whereas it was those toasters it, like it <laughs> moisturized and softened. Quiznos would go through a conveyor belt. Same Subway thing. was the microwave. Just, <laughs> yeah, that was that was the whole the idea of Quiznos. Yeah. It's like it'll just move through. All right. It's like CC's Pizza, which is an atrocity to pizza. How but... dare you? <laughs> what? You are in Florida right no, now, so I get that. Yeah. That's uh, true. So yeah. So that's why Subway still exists, is because military bases all over the world. People have no choice. Like I had the other day because I had nowhere else to go. That's interesting. I, Subway is very if, often your. I wonder if somewhere in their financial statements they break out their military 
revenue from everything else and if it carries it'd be interesting i've had it in bahrain i've had it in uae i've had no i I didn't have it in the philippines but it was there so that means that our taxpayer dollars are paying for (laughs) subway if it doesn't not mean that like yeah so right uh i've also like side note and i don't want to go down this road i've had panda and outback like more than 100 times each because of the military also i'm a fan Uh, of panda and outback i wouldn't i mean i would complain after 100 times but yeah but it was like every every day i had one of those two i would would slip and get get the same thing you get your chicken your brown rice and your steamed veggies just trying not to be fat because subway was the other it was the lunch meal so it was just yeah (laughs) Wait, anyway, wait, wait, wait. Uh, Fun Outback fact. Outback Steakhouse, right? Yep. What founded, else? Founded what? by a guy who'd never been to Australia. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> okay, so uh, so another another fun, like, Kendall just didn't know this because she didn't know this, but I, I bought a Subaru. Wait, was that you, Mike? Who did I explain that Subaru is an Australian, not an Australian company, but a Japanese company? We were talking about that, I think. So someone recently, like I said, like, yeah, I bought a Subaru, you know, and something about how it's from Japan. And like, I thought it was from Australia. I was like, do you know that Outback also isn't from Australia? <laughs> <laughs> it's just this thing called marketing that they did and they got you. So from else, I want anyone who's listening at this point still actually to text me and just let me know that you heard it. But if you didn't know that Subaru and Outback are both not Australian, you need to turn yourself in. <laughs> you can tell me yeah. Olive Garden's not from Italy next. Jesus, man. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, the third one. The Zuckerberg uh, uh, sunscreen thing. So I haven't seen whatever photo you guys are talking about, but you guys were furious that Zuckerberg... You don't have the wearing- internet? I just didn't care enough to look it up, but because I already think I know the answer. So, one, he has a house in Kauai. Uh, yeah, uh, that's like a big thing. He's yeah, been he's, taking over the island. He's people buying up the land. Yeah. Oh yeah, people are super pissed. Yeah, like develop, they development. Development is not okay in a, on like the outer islands. So like, Kauai is like maybe fifty thousand people on that island, and yeah, they're, they're pissed. But. I imagine that the photo is like all of like super white, like zinc, like here, kind of in the, like the cheek, like around his nose area and the kind of like out, like towards his ear or is it everywhere? It's like a circle. It's like a circle. It's like he's wearing a mask. Yeah. So a lot of surfers will do like the kind of under the eye thing and around the eyes and out to the nose um, out there. And I thought that that's probably what it was from. If he was like paddleboarding or something. Um, or like, he was like toiling. He was on one of those but, fucking surf. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Those things are pretty E-foil. cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, uh, so yeah, he must have been in Kauai, and people kind of wear a lot of sunscreen because you get torched. Like you can get, you can get some like sunburn on your retina out there uh, <laughs> if you're out there long enough. Yeah. I, uh, You're pro Zuckerberg too. That. He's just like you, Mike. He's fucking pro Facebook. That's fine. Yeah, that's I mean, okay. That's why I brought him on. <laughs> I am like when you guys were talking about that, I was like, I've never given any thought to it, and we're not going to go down that rabbit hole right now. Uh, mm-hmm. But I am Zuckerberg neutral. 
because it's just like I nothing. Well, if you're not a, if you're not against him though, you're for him. I mean, he's on that level of cartoon evil at this point. I think. Yeah, I just don't participate. Like I have a Facebook, and that's it. So I don't have whatever else they own. They own Instagram. Uh-huh. Uh, probably some a bunch of other stuff, but like I just I don't know. I haven't like considered Facebook uh, in a really long time. So like you guys are like having like real serious takes on Zuckerberg. I'm like I don't know. <laughs> well, he's he's a thing in in like common society. Like when yeah. like when you're consuming things every day, he's a he's a point of inflection. So he's, he is yeah. the, he's he something is the, to talk about. He's the Michael Jordan of young tech CEOs. I'll say it. You're so pro Zuckerberg. You don't even realize it. He's the Michael Jordan. Of... You love Zuckerberg. I mean, so. he, he was the first like tech CEO that was like, "Hey, I'm not just going to hand over my company, and I'm gonna I'm gonna own it all the way through, and I'm gonna become a billionaire." I don't know about gonna... that. He was. I don't know about that. The he first was. one. I mean, the first, the first one that became a billionaire. He was in the first. What about? Tech no, no, no. The first young tech billionaire that started a company and like saw it all the way through and like hit a level of popularity that he hit. You know what I'm saying? Like Probably, Tom, yeah, Tom that started Mike. Specific as you describe it, but yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, he had a movie made about him. Yeah. What other tech CEO do you has a, has a movie as an origin story? Steve movie Jobs. Made Steve Jobs. Uh... Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs might be the might be Richard the Branson, Steve Jobs Hitler, <laughs> whatever. Uh, I don't know. I thought. Never mind. What other gear is that? Uh, in? Is that all you got? Is that all your grievances? No, I do. I I do have a question, and it's it's an easy one. Is G Chat still a thing? No, it's gone. It still exists, but people don't use it. Like Google Hangouts is still a thing, and okay. you can still GChat people, but I don't know anyone that's used it. They like shut GChat okay. down, and then it was like, oh no, wait, it's not shut down. But I remember definitively like a day where it was like, oh, we can't GChat anymore, and I stopped, and I haven't they, started back up since. They tried to push Google Plus, I think. They tried to, yeah. face, to create a Facebook and make it exclusive and go yeah. with that, and then they realized that failed. And Slack came in. Yeah. 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 Okay. So was. I had to get Microsoft Teams today, and then I was thinking about doing this later. And I was like, "Well, we used to like back in the day talk on GChat all the yeah, time." Yeah, and, I was big, yeah. And I was like, "Like, I wonder if that's still a thing." And well, and no one blocked. I just don't know. No one blocked Gmail at work. You know? Yeah. Because like a yeah, lot of people all the block Facebook. IT at work guys had it. Other, yeah. <laughs> okay. Are you ready for rapid fire questions? Let's have it. Um, okay. If you could go back in time to your six-year-old self with your current brain, would you? So when? So like, so if you go back brain, to 1994, your six-year-old self. Or I'm six-year-old now. No, 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 no. You, your brain is teleported into your six-year-old self's body. At that time, I think I would, man. You would. I. There are, yeah. Like the the correct answer is no, 
<laughs> and the correct like the the correct like sentence after that as well. I wouldn't be where I am today if I hadn't yeah. you know done all this other stuff. But like, I got really, really, really lucky. You know. So, but and so actually, I guess that that actually should change the answer to like <laughs> take what you got, Kenny, yeah. and like get out. So let's reverse all that. But like, I stumbled into goodness at like every time that I easily could have messed it up or like just by sheer chance now it's not to say that that couldn't happen again uh but actually now i'm thinking about it now you gotta let it ride all right um, no but, final answer yeah final answer okay final answer is no we'll put it in the record book okay which office character are you <laughs> oh, oh what's his name uh michael uh, what's his name uh, David Wallace. <laughs> That's a good answer. Uh, okay, you're allowed to listen to one song before you die. What do you choose? Uh, I think you gotta go with "Don't Stop Believing" by Tony Soprano. Okay. Do you go have with a the legend? <laughs> do you have a favorite pair of underwear? Unless he didn't die. He did. He did. He died. Uh, no. <laughs> But I did just turn over. I did a full underwear purge. So I've done this with socks before. But take all of the socks that I own, and they're retired now. I, I am a firm. And, I'm uh, a firm believer and, in the purge of those types of. And re and just redid everything. So I just bought four pair of bamboo uh, boxers on Saturday from Caraloha. Because we have sheets that are bamboo and they're unbelievable, and the store had sixty percent off, and just buy two get two or something like that. And so I was like, let's buy some bamboo boxers. So I've never even worn them, <laughs> but I, I can guarantee you, this is a homie guarantee. Those are going to be my favorites, the gray ones especially. You're so. showing your full island self right now. Um, okay. Yeah. This is a new one. If Caitlin and I died in a house fire. And our will oh requested that you take one of our dogs. Who would you choose? Oh, God. Neither of them. <laughs> There's three. Loki, I would take Loki because I know that there is one named Loki. The other two, <laughs> I, I don't always remember, and I talk around it. Okay. Can I answer this question? No, you can't. Uh, I'd, take, I'd take Kaya, your fucking daughter. <laughs> we wouldn't. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. He didn't mention. He didn't say the dog. Kaya was not an option. We have like other other solutions like for Kaya. Better. Just one of the dogs. Okay. Uh, yeah, also I would, a new take, one. I would take Loki. Did you yeah, drink Skyler out of the Kyle. garden hose as a kid? Of course. And if so, would you drink out of the garden hose today? <laughs> I yes. Uh, like okay. of all the things in Florida that will kill you, that's one of them. But True. there's a lot of other ones too. So yeah, why not? Okay. Last one. Mary fuck kill. Channing Tatum, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Gosling. All right. So you kill, actually, you marry Gosling, you fuck Reynolds, and you kill. There we go. Mary Gosling. Uh, what's, the, what's, the, what's the other one? What's the, Channing, the third one? Channing Tatum. That's acceptable. Tatum. You, kill, you, you kill Tatum, yeah. That's an acceptable uh, answer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I. That one's tough because, like, Ryan Reynolds, 
he is kind of like a Zuckerberg point where I haven't like considered him in so long. Like he just he's not in my sphere of anything. Where Gosling is hilarious in um, uh, Crazy Stupid Love, and then Twenty One Twenty Two Jump Street is how I know. Uh, what's his name? It's funny because of those three, I feel like Ryan Reynolds is the most relevant today. Well, I never saw the 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 whatever that movie is, the Spider-Man spoof movie. Deadpool. That's yeah. the Deadpool. Yeah, I never saw that, and I know that that like did really well, and people thought it was hilarious and whatever. But besides him being married to Blake Lively, who is around, like I think they're just like living like a nice, quiet, we can do whatever we want life, and they haven't entered my like brain in a very very long time except for like van wilder and then that one time that he had that movie where he's like in a coffin or something and the whole movie is shot with him in a coffin yeah ryan reynolds i'm pretty sure ryan reynolds has a movie where he wakes up in a coffin and he has a cell phone are you thinking blade trinity no i never saw any of the blades so look up Ryan Reynolds, IMDb, and there is a movie where he wakes up in a coffin buried, like, in the ground, and that's how the whole movie, like, that's where it all takes place. I'm fairly confident it's him, and if it's not him, you're going to have to Google. This is so yeah, that was, I, think that was, I think that was an ISIS video that the military made you watch. <laughs> this, is the, this is the homie dissonance that we have of, like, what we've seen that actually is a thing. I, I've seen some stuff, but like that one is not. It's I like. There is a shred of reality. Called buried. Yep. Oh Who's my God! It? Wow, really? The story is, is about Iraqi-based American civilian truck driver Paul Conroy, played by Ryan Wills, who's after being attacked finds himself buried alive. Yeah. Oh, that sounds million, terrible. Box office twenty-one point three million. So it's a it made money. It's a, it's a nice ROI. Yeah, that is. Wow. I mean, that you only had to shoot inside the coffin, so I can't imagine the set yeah. or anything else would be that much. Yeah, a million and a half was for yeah. Reynolds, and half a million was, <laughs> was the production budget. Yeah, and so that's that's not to besmirch the good name of Ryan Reynolds, but he's just like not relevant. And so he got a nice spot, though. He's uh, been uh, he's been doing other non-acting stuff. I think he yeah did, he's been uh, doing stuff. He, he's been doing stuff. Yeah, yeah, he has a gin company yeah. or a, a tequila company, and a, now he has a mobile company, like a mobile phone company, right? He's been around. There yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I w- I wish we had time to fact check if Ryan Reynolds has a mobile phone company. He does. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. Is he behind Cricket Wireless? Like that's him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. He does payday loan checks too. Like, good God, he's—is he a spokesman with like a mini share? Ryan Reynolds has diversified his portfolio with purchase of an ownership stake in mobile wireless provider Mint Mobile. Wow! He sold that company for like six hundred million bucks too. He's crushing it. Yeah, and I I, for the other two, I honestly can't think of the last thing that they did. Well. That's a good answer to the question. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Well, homie, thanks for coming on. It has been a pleasure, sir. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me, Vince.